Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong Giants fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. episode of Giant Cocktails. I am Ben Henry, next to my brother, the title chaser, Matthew. <laughs> Say hello, Matthew. Hello, listeners. And 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 that, that little jab at me will uh, become clear, I think, in a little bit. But uh, thanks. Thanks, Ben. Hey, 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 hey. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Matthew. Yes. Uh, I think I, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, and I feel like, wow, I think I was about to ask you one I've already asked you before, but I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, hmm, no, no, we're, we're going to, we're going to change this to something else. Um, are you a do taxes yourself kind of guy or do you, do you, uh, you buy the software and, and just have the machine do it for you? Good, good question because I'm really cheap. So I am definitely a do the taxes yourself kind of guy, but, but I also don't want to go to jail. So I pay somebody else to do it. Like I, and I, and I hate it. I hate that I pay somebody else to do it. I totally like just like oh like when I write that check to the CPA who does a great job by the way of our taxes. Uh, wow. So yeah, I mean I do pay somebody and and um, I, I I don't like it, but I I also feel like I feel like that's something I should be able to do, but then I also feel like I would totally screw it up. And so you know where I pay someone a professional to do it. Yeah. What about you? I just I just I just don't do anything until I start getting those real angry letters. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then it's and then it's just a mad someone, scramble. Someone in a suit know? comes knocking at your door. Is that that's <laughs> yeah, when you do it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. I do the whole software thing. Okay. You know? I just I pay the TurboTax tax. Yeah. You know. Um, I should just have you do my taxes then. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think that that's the, probably the worst idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't. That's that doesn't sound like a good idea uh, for me or for you. All but. Right. I, right. you know, I, yeah, it's looming, right? It's looming. I'm thinking about it. It's on my mind. Okay. So the nice but, thing is that I've already submitted my stuff to my accountant like a month ago. So, uh, in fact, I, I think I got an email recently that I got to sign some paperwork so I can get my, yeah. my, my refund. So, yeah, folks, you just learned the major difference between Matthew and I. <laughs> and I, and I will say this it's ironic. There's some stuff that we need to do for this podcast that haven't been taken care of. And guess whose fault it is? It, it's mine. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because you've assigned those to me because you didn't want to do it. And uh... hey, it's one thing that I, I would have gotten into management way earlier if I realized it was just having other people do your work for you. <laughs> Serious, right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, today is Sunday, April third, as we record this podcast. Possibly, are... possibly our last Sunday. That is correct. That is correct. This is our possibly our last Sunday. I mean, who knows what's going to happen later on in the season? There might be there might be some some reasons. Should we talk about that now, or should we talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about it yeah, now. Right probably, now. Yeah, it's probably why worth, not? yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, folks, we are actually going to be moving our publication date from Mondays to, to Thursdays, which means you're actually going to get an extra bonus episode out of us because we're going to be dropping two recordings this week. Uh, one on Monday uh, today, as you are uh, assuming you're listening to this podcast as soon as it's live, which I know all of you do. <laughs> Actually, I, I know that you don't. Yes, I see the we stats. can see the little stats. Uh, but, uh... We, yeah. um, but then we will also be following up with another uh, podcast that will be coming out on Thursday, the day before opening day. And that is when we will be regularly publishing for the rest of the season. Because why, Matthew? Uh, because you couldn't get your act together on Mondays to, to get the uh, podcast out. That is the main reason, yes. <laughs> I have a real job. And uh, that pays real money. Uh, that is very busy on Mondays. Go figure. Um, but it's also because the Giants uh, are going to have a lot of off days this year on Thursdays. Um, twice as many as they will have off days on Monday. Um, although I do think, I mean, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like now that they've, you know, hosed it all up with that whole stupid labor, you know, disagreement. But I do know that there was a few weeks there, like two or three weeks where they're going to have two days off during the week. But anyway, I digress. So, yeah, so look for that uh, later this week. Uh, we will be dropping a our, our first episode of the regular season uh, this Thursday uh, to celebrate uh, opening, uh, opening day eve. And uh, we'll be uh, publishing regularly on Thursdays from there on out. And uh, with that said, I Wait, think... Bob's got a question for me, I think. For you, that is correct. Uh-huh. Bob. Hit Matthew with the question. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, thanks, Bob. Actually, as I was uh, making this drink, I I was reminded that uh, this drink is called the Slow. I'm sorry. It's called the Nice and Slow. And I chose this drink mainly because, well, for two reasons. One is that I recently got some slow gin and I've been playing with cocktails with slow gin. And that was, in fact, last episode, I think I also used slow gin in in my cocktail. And so uh, that was one reason. The other one was that the name kind of made me like when I saw it, I kind of chuckled and nice and slow, kind of like the Giants, you know, free agent uh, endeavors. You know, I just, you know, I I, I felt like I could make a connection there with the Giants, which we try to do sometimes with our with our cocktails. And I felt like, yep, Farhan and his uh, nice and slow and steady free agent uh, you know, uh, pursuits uh, definitely fit the bill here. So, so my nice and slow is uh, it's actually a rum based cocktail, and it's made with uh, an ounce and a half of uh, of white rum, and three quarter ounces of the slow gin, uh, three quarter ounces of lemon juice, and a quarter ounce of simple syrup, and then I threw in eight mint leaves, like large mint leaves, and into a cocktail shaker. And yeah, as big as your head. Um, well, no, they were just big. They were big. So I uh, threw them in there. I wanted it minty. I wanted that mint, you know, kind of thing. And so those would be really big mint leaves. <laughs> in my you, head. you got a big head. Yes, you do. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's not it's not quite Bruce Bochy size, but it's like it's Bochy light. It, it yeah. is Bochy light. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so uh, shake that up in a cocktail shaker. I double strained it into a coupe glass with a, and then I put a little mint uh, garnish there. And it's a a, a bright and uh, very very. Uh, it's got that little sour from the lemon, and uh, and it's it's a really nice cocktail. The mint kind of comes through as an aftertaste, and uh, I was actually really really surprised that it was as delightful as it is. So uh, the nice and slow, I highly recommend it. So having said that, 
Bob's got a question for you, Ben. What are you drinking, Ben? Thank you for asking, Bob. Uh, first of all, I do want to talk about Matthew's cocktail briefly because I want to say I really enjoyed the fact that we had said last week you were going to put it behind mm-hmm. you, that bygones were bygones, that you ounces, were the optimist. Ounces, baby. That was all ounces. And as I was and, reading them out, I was like, uh-huh. I had to double yeah, check. Yeah. I don't have a milliliter in there, do I? Nope, yeah, they're all yeah. ounces. But but you made sure to get one last uh, one last smack in at the Giants' slow offseason uh, in the free agent <laughs> signing. So I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. I'm, I'm uh, a little bitter still. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds, that sounds lovely. Uh, today, I am drinking something called a, uh, a gin bramble fizz. And uh, it is a, um, uh, well, let's see. It's an ounce and a half of gin, half an ounce of creme de cassis, um, because I have this large bottle of creme de cassis in my bar, and darn it, I'm going to use it. And uh, it's also got a, a bar spoonful of ginger syrup and uh, an ounce and a half, no, three quarters of an ounce of, of lemon juice. I'm saying an ounce and a half because I actually made a double batch. Uh, you shake that all up in a shaker. You pour that into a Collins glass filled with ice. I'm using a highball, not a Collins glass, because, you know, I don't need that much glassware. And it's all roughly the same thing. I was just going to say, then, most people would be able to tell the difference. Nah, no, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Collins glasses are taller and thinner. Uh, and anyway, you top it off with club soda. And I'm about to do that here with my uh, with my classy store brand club soda. All right. Are we getting a little ASMR action with your fizz? I don't know. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Not I can really. Hear it. I can't hear it. But maybe maybe yeah. they can when they when we record. Who knows? I'm turning up the gain. Okay, I'm turning down the gain. <laughs> Just pour the cocktail. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, if you recall, listeners, from last year, the creme de cassis uh, is one of the liqueurs that's on the mixology dice that Ben had to, uh, to, to, to roll. And we were just thinking about that today, that we're probably going to need to bring the mixology dice back and have some fun with that again this year. So we'll probably do that. What's this bright pink color or reddish pink color? Yeah, that's the creme de cassis coming through. Um it's actually quite refreshing. Uh, I, I would tend to, to want it to be a little sweeter, so maybe I need a little bit more creme de cassis in it. could also be that I, I, I didn't stir it enough, and I don't I don't have a bar spoon here with me because I'm... You're in your studio. Because, I'm, yeah, I'm in my studio, a.k.a. my closet. <laughs> and uh, I don't keep bar spoons in here, it turns out. Use your finger. Unless... Unless they're from the last show, but it's a it's a big oh, narrow. Oh, so you use the Don Collins glass? Yeah, like I can't, I can't. Anyway, let's talk about baseball. Okay, thank God. Let's talk about baseball. All right. Well, you know, we are less than a week until opening day, and so I thought it would be a good time to maybe look at uh, look at the Giants roster and by you know we'll break it down by infield, outfield, and you know starting pitchers, relievers, and uh, see where. Uh, See who who's going to be on the team. Are there any surprises? Are there guys that maybe are on the bubble? Uh, so I thought that would be a good thing to talk about as we get into this because, you know, I, I think back to last year. And last year there were so many more unknowns. You know, I think you know, we didn't really know even some of the players that were on the team, especially in the relief corps. So 
So I think uh, this year there's a little bit more certainty, I think, around a lot of players. Uh, if you recall last year, we didn't even know who Wade Lamont Wade Jr. was. I mean, we knew who he was, but he was considered this like, hey, maybe this guy could help us sometime, you know, and uh, ended up being an integral part. So I just thinking maybe there might be some of those kind of guys this time around. But maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Camilo so, Duval, we didn't know who he was. We did, yeah, that's we, right. Although we did have a lot of episodes about him early on, strangely enough. Um <laughs> I think we devoted a number of episodes to well, him. you made a whole Maybe. cocktail and I made a cocktail. Sometime. I made two, yeah, early on. and we so yeah, so maybe there are some other like hidden gems out there. Well, hidden gems to us. I mean, Farhan's eighty. He knows who they all are. yeah, exactly. All right. there well, are no surprises to him, right? So let's start with the strength. Let's start with starting pitching. And yes, so you know, today the Padres was it today? things the day slow. The Padres uh, traded for. Who they, they broke for? late last night. They traded for Sean Manea. Sean Manea. The, the Oakland A's are actively helping out other National League teams, and uh, you know, not 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 the Giants. And it's a fire sale to everybody except the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> it feels like it feels like the A's are like everywhere except Oakland or San Francisco. Yeah. Well, and the reason I bring that up because the first thing that struck me when I saw that was that the A's are trying to keep up with the Giants' rotation. And and because the you know the a the, or the Padres rather the Padres are trying to keep up with the Giants rotation and and the reason uh, that's kind of a big deal is that the Padres actually have a pretty good starting rotation already when their guys are healthy and and so but we do too and and I think that it, I would you know when you look at our five projected starters and and I use that term loosely because I think the Giants are going to use by design more than five starters. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the the traditional five rotation, I think, that will start the season is Logan Webb, Carlos Radon, Anthony DeSclafani, Alex Wood, and Alex Cobb. And uh, if you recall, we re-signed, uh, well, you know, Radon was our big free agent acquisition. Uh, we also, Alex Cobb was one of our first free agent acquisitions before the lockout even started. Uh, and then we re-signed DeSclafani and Wood before the lockout as well. And so, you know, four of those guys were brought in this year. I mean, I know we had Wood and DeSclafani last year, but there was no guarantee they were coming back. And so I thought for Farhan did a really good job of putting together a very formidable five, five-man rotation. And I look forward to the to the playoffs. And, you know, would you want to face, you know, these guys in a, you know, in a seven-game series? You know, you wouldn't even face all five. But, I mean, I think... You know, three or I mean, I, I would take Webb, Rondon, and Desclafani slash Wood any against pretty much anyone. I think it's by far and away one of the stronger rotations in all of baseball, and I, I think it's definitely going to be a sleeper. Again, like the San Francisco Giants in general, right? I, I think a lot of people are, are going to overlook this rotation. I think they're probably going to rank now the the Padres rotation ahead of the Giants. Uh, and I think when you when you look at them on paper, uh, that's probably not very surprising. I, I think, I mean, a lot Whatever. of these guys were draft, drafted a long time ago. But I'm looking at the Padres; they have three number one draft picks, three first round, sorry, three first round draft picks in their um, uh, uh, in their rotation now with with Musgrove, Manea, and and Snell, uh, and then you're backing that up with you uh, Darvish, and um, and then they're they're probably the week of their number five guys is Nick Martinez. Um, but no, I mean, the, the the Giants bullpen is an absolute strength. I think it is by far and away the strongest part of this team. It is, it is the starting pitching. I think, sorry, the starting pitching. Yes, it, it is by far and away a strength of the team. 
and it is the strength of the team. This is the reason why the Giants were so amazing last year was the starting pitching. Right. I mean, yes, they got they had great production from the offense, especially later on the season as things normalized. Their bullpen was one of the if not the best bullpen in baseball the second half of the season. But from beginning to end, the thing that made the Giants great was the starting rotation. And yes, there have been a lot of changes from in the last year from from opening day of 2021 to opening day of 2022. But really, this this rotation looks very, very much the same, if not better. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I think better, uh, particularly. I mean, I think Rodon and Gosman are, are comparable. Uh, and, and, and Rodon, actually, I think might might if he lasts the whole season healthy, I think, you know, might be an improved slight improvement. I think Alex Cobb is definitely an improvement over Cueto, Johnny Cueto. So so I think, yeah, I think there's less weaknesses through through the five this time around. And I think actually our depth is actually a little bit stronger too. When we talk about other guys that are going to maybe step into a starting role, you know, I think, uh, you know, they signed Jacob Junis uh, this year, who's also got uh, some starting uh, options with Kansas city. Uh, Matthew Boyd, who's on the uh, 60 day DL to, or IL to start the, the season, but you know, has had some success. Then you've got Sean Jelly and Sam, don't call me Sammy long. Uh, you know, and, and then there's not, not even mentioned Tyler Beattie. And, uh, you know, so I think that the, the depth in the in, you know, to call up to spot start and to replace guys that maybe need a little breather is is arguably stronger this year than it was last year. Wait, we, we can't call him Sammy anymore. Apparently he wants to be called Sam. He wants to be called Sam. Yeah. All right. Sammy. All right. <laughs> All right. Sam T-Bone. Uh, long. <laughs> Well, well, you're gonna never... give him. You're gonna give him Desclafani's nickname now. is still disco, whether he wants to be it or not. If that's if that's what he, if that's what Sammy wants to be called, I'm gonna call Sammy Sam. All right, good for you. Way to take the high road. Yeah. Uh, right. No, and I, I think the depth is absolutely important because I think the San Francisco Giants. This is not a rotation. Right. I know we've talked about this in the past, but, you know, the Giants really look to fill like how many starts is this person going to give us this year and how many starts uh, are we going to need as a as a team? And because they do not expect this five man rotation to to start every single game. And uh, and so I think the depth is is vastly important. I I am still worried about uh, Tyler Beatty and I don't know that. I mean, I think Sam Long can do yeoman's work. God, that feels so weird. Sam. <laughs> Sam Long. Mr. Long, S. Long. I think he can, you know, he does yeoman's work, but, I, I, you know, I, I think I think those two are, are still pretty big question marks for me. And I think Sean Jelly is also a huge question mark just because we, we don't know what that's actually going to look like in a major league setting. So I I am... I'm a little worried about just that the, the the very back end of that depth, but but I have to agree. Yes, I mean I think overall this rotation or sorry this starting staff looks way better than it did last year, and I think we can expect more out of uh, a lot of pieces of it. I think we can expect more out of our number one, who this year is Logan Webb, right? Last year it was Gossman. This year it's Logan Webb. Yep, and. 
I think even though we had high expectations of Gosman last year, I think we can be very, very confident that Logan Webb is going to have a, a great season and and, you know, uh, have a better season than than Gosman did last year. And I think at the very opposite end, I think uh, Alex Cobb can be can assumed to have a much better season than Johnny Cueto was expected to have uh, last season. And and then when you consider the fact that in the middle is Descalfani and Alex Wood, who we know and see, we have seen them do what they can do, right? And there's yeah. no reason to believe that those guys can't continue that into this season. Then it really comes down to to Rodon, and we know what he can do. So so yeah, this rotation is fantastic. I mean, I keep calling it a rotation, but I, I guess it's more of a staff, right? This starting staff is is amazing. And I think if you face this particular team in the playoffs, which, you know, you probably somebody's going to have to, uh it's not a rotation you're you're going to want to face. And and quite frankly, it frightens me. I think it's better than the Padres rotation, and I certainly think it's better than the Dodgers rotation. So, I would much rather um go go into the postseason with these guys than than what what anybody else in the NL West is carrying. Yeah, I will say just a couple things as we're thinking about the rotation. Uh, for one, you know, Tyler Beatty's out of options, so he will either have to make the team or will be either traded or DFA'd. You know, and I don't see them doing either of those this early in the season. But I'm looking at his spring numbers, and he, and he hasn't. He's only pitched three three and two thirds innings, but he gave up mm. seven hits. And two walks in those three and two thirds innings, his his <laughs> hits per nine innings seventeen point two. He gave up uh, two home runs in those three point two home runs. He is not pitching. At least he hasn't pitched well in the games. Maybe he's pitching well on right. the backfield or something. But he has. I mean, that's been his struggle since he returned from surgery. Right, is to you know control and 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 so we could be seeing the last of Tyler Beatty, which is unfortunate because he seemed right before he got injured, he seemed to have really really be putting it together and thought he was going to have a long career with the Giants but he could be just a footnote you know I think after this year yeah I mean I think or even after this talk. month for that matter right I, I think I was just gonna say I, I think that's really this is this month right is really we're gonna see Tyler Beatty's Giants career either play itself out or move into the next phase but um but I, I do think um, you did bring up something kind of interesting that I, I think we want to talk about because I, I I wanted to and I know it's a little weird to talk about who's going to make the team and not make the team when you're talking about the starting rotation, because I think we've already picked out our top five. But you've just indicated that, yeah, Tyler Beatty has to be on the major league roster or the Giants have to make a decision to move on from him. And and so we do have to ask that question of like who of these guys that are considered starters is going to be on the opening day roster. But there is one weird oddity about this season and the opening day roster, which is um, that it's it's bigger than it normally is, right? Yeah, there are twenty eight, you know, twenty eight, um, you know, they're gonna have a twenty eight man roster through May first uh, versus the traditional twenty six. Uh, also, right. interestingly enough, they generally will limit number of pitchers allowed to thirteen, but there is no limit in the first month of the season. Uh, so th- both of those those I think are gonna help someone like Tyler Beatty at least stick around for a little bit longer, uh, kick that can down the road. Maybe he finds himself, maybe he gets some opportunities to pitch and does well. Uh, maybe someone gets hurt and they need him. You know, uh, just there, I think there'll be some options there. Uh, well, there might be some options there, or maybe not. Maybe everyone clicks and and we come to May 2nd and Tyler Beatty uh, decision has to be made. 
but it also does like right the it really you're really forced to make some tough decisions come May third, right? Oh yeah, because because your roster is going to drop to um to 26 back to 26 and then is, does the 12 pitcher or sorry the 13 pitcher restriction kick in then yes or yeah. yes and yeah. and and you know the other the other thing that's interesting at the first month of the season is that the you know this year with the new collective bargaining agreement they've limited the number of options that a, a times a, a player who has options can be optioned back and forth between uh the majors and the minors to five right uh but the first month of the season that doesn't apply uh, so that that five number start they start counting on May third or May second rather, and so I could see the Giants being cle- clever with that and being creative. I could see Jacob Junis, for example, you know, pitching. You know, I don't I haven't looked at the schedule closely, but you know, maybe there's a doubleheader or there's some games that we need to make up, and you know, I could see them you know start putting him in a few times in the first month and then optioning him back and then you know giving him you know and you know and then calling him up later. Uh, or as our, our relievers, which we'll talk about in a minute, you know, uh, there's some candidates for that as well to be dancing around a little bit at the beginning. Um, so, or you know, someone like Jason Bossler, who got optioned nine times last year, uh, could be you know another one that maybe starts the year on the on the on the club uh, and then is optioned off before and does it doesn't count against his options numbers. So. Lots of opportunities there with these new rules, with these COVID rules. Or no, these aren't really COVID rules. These are no, well, we screwed up the little... collective bargaining, you know, timeline, and yeah. now, now we got to pay the price here. This is this is labor dispute um, rules. Yeah, rules. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you for those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is so. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> so so fun. So I think you know other other starting pitcher options that we haven't mentioned. Well, I think we have mentioned everyone. Um, there there is like you know I think there's been some talk about them stretching out like Gregory Santos or Kervin Castro, um, but uh, no indication that they're looking to do that yet. But you know those guys I think at some point could be starter options. Uh, so who knows? Um, but I think we've got you know the, the 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 starting five that we mentioned are are definitely the ones that I think that will start the season along with Tyler Beatty. I think that he will be the sixth and the starting staff that that will be there. Right, and he'll serve probably as a well, I mean they'll use him wherever they feel like he's effective, but but effectively he'll be a swingman or he'll be the guy that they go to if somebody else can't go. Yeah. 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 So so okay, so moving on to the relief pitchers, uh uh, you know, last year relief. I remember we had an episode where we were, we couldn't even. I remember something like, "Well, we'll talk about the relievers next week because we got to figure out who these guys are." Remember that? Like, like we didn't even yes. remember, know their names, right? And so we had the last year. The Giants bullpen was absolutely a hodgepodge of names, and uh, we ended up declaring that it was going to be a work in progress. Um, and and. Uh, that's what it turned out to be. I, and But I think, Matthew, you were about to say that this year it's pretty much the exact opposite. Right. Yeah, I don't know if there's any uh, spots you know available for anyone. I mean, we've got you got Jose Alvarez, Camilo Duvall, Harleen Garcia, Dominic Leone, Zach Littell, Jake McGee, and Tyler Rogers. You know, so those are the guys that would generally start the season. One, two, three. Yeah, six relievers. Uh, uh, so um, then there's also Brebia and Castro. Uh, both of those right now are still um, active and have a chance to make the the club. Uh, they've already uh, optioned Gregory Santos, Junior Marte, and Randy Rodriguez, who are the only other relievers on the forty man. So we pretty much know 
you know, who's going to be there. I think the, the, the issue this year is that there are a lot of pitchers that don't have options anymore. Like, so Alvarez, Garcia, Leon, McGee, and Rogers, none of them have options options. So they were, are there. So the only two that, you know, are, that have options that are going to definitely start the year with the club are Camilo Duvall and Zach Littell. So, uh, the Giants, you know, are used to kind of rotating their their relief core through through Sacramento. Uh, won't have that as many options to do that. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's first of all, though. I mean, if everybody in that bullpen performs the way that we know they can, that is a nasty bullpen. Yes, and I, I mean, I've seen some 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 columnists and bloggers out there and um, saying that they're due for a regression. And I guess you could make that argument anytime someone overperforms. But at the same right. time, I think the Giants have kind of a formula where they seem to have really dialed in relievers on what they're good at and, and help them achieve what, you know, that. And so I think they may be a little bit more regression proof than other clubs. I, I mean, I think I don't think I don't see how that could possibly be true of, of Tyler Rogers and, and Jake McGee. Yeah, well, they've 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 proven it. More than one season, right? I mean, both of those guys also throw only one pitch, and and you know if <laughs> if major Le- if major league baseball hasn't figured out how to hit those guys yet, I I don't see how next year is going to be the year, right? Yeah. Like, and and one really has to wonder about a guy like Tyler Rogers. Will the league ever figure him out, or is he going to be doing that thing when he's he's forty five? Oh, okay, old? you're giving him ten more years than I was, but yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, so so I I I mean, and then. Camilo Duvall, I think, could be a little bit of a question mark, right? Like, he only um, established himself as the closer, you know, really during, like, a, a month time span at the end of the season. I think we, uh, those of us who are watching really closely, we saw a really great progression there. And I think we we all saw the growth and, and steps forward that he made. So I think we all believe that, yeah, this guy is legit. He is he is probably not going to regress. But I, I would, you know, just given that his track record isn't that long, I could see how you would see that of him. Well, And, he, and he's still really young. You know, and I think that that's, uh, well, I've you know, read that uh, um, Jay, uh, Gabe Kapler, Gabe Kapler has uh, gone on record saying, you know, he's been hard on Duvall, kind of like he was, he's been hard on like, you know, uh, you know, he he was, he's, he's known to, to really like, he was hard on Logan Webb at the beginning of last year, if you recall, you know, he didn't think that Logan mm-hmm. Webb, he was, he was really reluctant to give Logan Webb, Webb credit when, uh, you know, I think when he did well, when he did well, <laughs> yeah, because he was always like, well, he could do more, he could do better. And he knows that. And, and he's taken a similar tack with Duvall this spring, particularly at Duvall's, um, ability to hold runners on and keep them close. And so Kapler has been really, uh, you know, kind of verbally talking about that in the press about Duvall's inability to keep runners close. And so, uh, so it sounds like McGee's going to start the season off as the closer, uh, because Duvall hasn't really earned it yet. And yeah, which I think is fair, but, uh, but, but I don't know. I don't know if that's fair or not. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, I think, okay. Wow. All right. I mean, I, I will grant you this. Yes, you do not want your closer to have the inability to hold runners on. Um, but quite honestly, you don't want your closer getting base runners anyway. Right. Right. And so, you know, and, and generally speaking, in most closing situations, you're going to bring him in and uh, in a clean inning anyway. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what a closer does. Um, and, um, you know, I, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, like, you might want to bring him in earlier than that. But if you're going to use him a lot, you're going to use him consistently. You're probably not going to bring him in that early. So, okay. I mean, I, I okay. I, I think you should use, uh, wow, I really don't like that. <laughs> I really don't like that. I think you should use your best guy in the spots that warrant that. I mean, if we're going to have an argument about that's where the best pitcher should go, sure, let's have that argument. But, yeah. like, well, I, I wonder. I wonder. That's a good point because I know that you know Gabe Kapler seems like the kind of guy that's not going to necessarily use his closer in the ninth. He's going to use right. him in the most high leverage situation, and so it'll be interesting right. to see who he goes to when when that happens. And and maybe right. he uses the matchup lefty lefty righty righty, and it's Duvall against righties and McGee against lefties or something like that. But right. Um, and and I would also yes, I agree with that. And I, I I think you should use your best guy in the in the situations where they're most warranted, and um. And, and so if he's saying that I think Camilo Duvall is not my best guy, I would disagree. Um, yeah, I don't think he said he, that. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I mean, you know, like, I mean, because to me it's like, uh, uh, you know, again, like if you're saying your closer is your best guy, then your best guy should be your closer, you know, and your best guy should be your closer, then then it should be Camilo Duvall. Right. Agreed. And, and, and I don't care if that, if he's just not, if he's having a hard time holding base runners or not, that should be Camilo Duvall. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, but all right. Well, you know, whatever. Gabe Kapler's smarter than me. He's the manager of the year and I'm just a schlub <laughs> sitting in my closet. So, you know, uh, you know, chances are he's right and I'm wrong. But wow. OK, that's a little disconcerting. But, you know, getting back to like, can any of these guys regress? You know, I think, first of all, yeah. And the chances are one of them will regress. But like, let's look at, you know, you've got Brebia and you've got Castro and, you know, they're ready to to come up in case one of those guys does regress. Yeah. And and I think overall, you know, Dominic Leone had his ups and downs last year, but a lot more ups than downs. And uh, Harlan Garcia, same thing. Um, and uh, Jose Alvarez, we know, had his downs <laughs> for sure. Early in the season and then and then was one Early of the better receivers, you know, uh, going forward. And. I mean, the Giants were the first team in Major League Baseball history to have five relievers who pitched 50 innings and had ERA under three. Uh, and so you know, they did something right. And I feel like even a regression of a little bit is, um, you know, I, I think they still have a pretty good bullpen. And I'm not as worried. Yeah, this is a dominant bullpen, right? Yeah. This is one of the best bullpens in baseball. And, um, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like the media is just, like, looking for ways to tear the Giants down, right? Like, like they're so mad. It's like it's almost like the media is so angry about last year, about being caught off guard and, and having the Giants, uh, you know, constantly, you know, constantly trying to predict the downfall of the Giants. So, like, this year they're, like, they're still bitter about it, <laughs> right? They're still like, uh, now they're just going to regress. And they are. They're going to regress. They're not going to win 107 games. But that doesn't mean they are not good. That's right. <laughs> right? They're fluking until and, they make it. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but and, and I and I just I just have a really hard time, especially as it relates to this 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 uh this bullpen. Because this is a strong bullpen. And uh and and, and I think the stats bore that out last year, right? And there's just not any way to really argue your way out of this one other than to say, Well, I mean, you know, they're gonna regress. Yeah. Well, okay. So. All right. All right. Well, I think we've we've talked enough about that. We need to move on to the infield. Uh, the infield uh, has some stalwarts, right? We've got Brandon Belt at first. Tommy Lastella looks like he might be ready by opening day. I mean, that's the goal. He's playing more. Uh, if he doesn't, then then there's probably some obvious change uh, switches that they'll make. But then Brandon Crawford. 
Who, who are you talking about? Yeah, Tommy Lestella, that guy that they signed a couple years ago that was supposed to be like oh, right. really great. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brandon yeah, yeah. Crawford. I, I threw him under the bus just last week. You did. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Brandon Crawford, uh, you know, Brandon one or two, I can't remember. Uh, whichever one, uh, we, you know, I think he, you know, whatever. Brandon one or Brandon number two. So we got both Brandons. Evan Longoria is going to start the season on the IL with his uh, uh, finger surgery that he had. Uh, and then Wilmer Flores will be taking his spot over at third base. So we've got Belt, Lastella, Crawford, Longoria, Flores. Kind of, and, then, and then the next two, the next spot that we would normally have if we were just working on a 26-man roster would probably come down to DeBone and Estrada. Mauricio DeBone and Tyro Estrada, probably the most interesting camp battle right now and it would be even more interesting if Longoria was healthy but uh uh yes. right now both are out of options Debon and Estrada are out of options so they can't send someone back to the minors both have to either start the season with the big club or have to be traded or DFA'd and so yeah and both interestingly enough are playing really well this spring and so they're not really making it easy to decide on who's gonna who's gonna be the one uh if I had to well I was just going to say, if I had to bet. You were uh, about to blow the whole thing. Yeah. If I had to bet. So <laughs> I, I do want to bet, Ben. Uh-huh. So Dubone and Estrada, I, you know, at some point this season, one of them will be off the roster and the other one will have secured their spot as the utility guy for the Giants. Uh, so I have, I want to wager a little bet here and we each pick a guy. And okay. whoever whoever uh, wins, like if I if my guy stays, then you at the intro have to call me like super esteemed, super esteemed. Yeah. So this is what uh, Ben was referring to as title chaser. <laughs> title chaser time, uh, at the beginning, and 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 darn straight, you know, I'm I want I want to be I want to be esteemed again. I don't want to just be esteemed. I want to be super I'm esteemed. Super esteemed. Yes, the super esteemed Matthew Henry. When you do the uh, do the intro, uh, and uh, but if 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 you win, you get to decide what what you want for me to to do. Oh, I get to pick the title if I win. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. Is that no? I mean, is that is that that's what I fair. get? What do that's I get? Fair. No, that's fair. That's what you want. I mean, yeah. I I that's I already have that. You already have that power, so I don't. I yeah, mean, I already yeah. have that power. I don't know that that's that's much of a thing. <laughs> quite frankly, that I get to win. Uh, so, um, uh, hmm. Oh yeah, no. I was gonna. Maybe you should do my taxes. That's, uh, <laughs> no, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, you'd be like, Ben, you're writing. Sure, I'm writing a lot of this this podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> quote know? unquote business. Yeah, this business. You know, your hobbies are not supposed to be businesses. Uh, uh, um. Uh, wow. I. I hmm. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter because you're not going to win anyway. So maybe we could just. Uh, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll yeah, think, you can about think about it. it. But 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 my more important question is who gets to pick? Who gets to pick first? Because this is like I a, do. This is know, my. Uh, oh, this is my my on. idea. <laughs> right. So I'm picking Tyra right, well, Estrada. Uh, yeah, of course you are. Yeah. That's clearly the advantage. <laughs> I, you know, I just say this, this is going to be fair. But come on, man, some, I'm chasing some... titles here. I got to have a little advantage. Uh, and 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 I will say that uh, yes, that that is a little unfair because Tyro Estrada has clearly uh, over the last year has uh, proven that he is ahead of Mauricio Devon. He finished the season. Um, yeah, actually, 
I don't think he was he not on the playoff roster. I want to say that he wasn't um, on the playoff roster, but maybe I'm I'm wrong on that. But uh, but he did. But Dubon was definitely optioned back to Sacramento last year, and 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 Estrada was that role uh, with the team. And uh, but but Dubon has has come back, and this spring is playing very well. And the fact that he's out of options, I think, means he will get a chance to. Uh, to to do what he needs to do to stay with the club. And so it's not totally written in stone that it's going to be Estrada. It could be DeBone. But I'm picking Estrada as the guy that's going to stay long-term. All right. Well, then let me think carefully about who I'm going to pick. <laughs> okay. You, you think hard. <laughs> Jason Vossler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Archimedes Gamboa. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that name because I like saying it. Mm. I don't even know how I pronounce it. Is it Archimedes or is it Archimedes? I, I don't know. Um, we'll have to... I mean, are we doing it the Greek way or the Spanish way? I, oh, yeah, well, exactly. It's a Greek name, but it sounds like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I have no idea how that's pronounced in Greek. I was just going to say, like, I don't know. I just I know, know how he would pronounce Greek it in Spanish. And so I was just assuming. Archimedes. Yes, yeah. And I know how I say it. Archimedes. Right. Yeah, uh, but sure I, I also don't speak. Say. I don't speak ancient Greek, um, or 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 modern Greek for that matter. Yeah, uh, yeah you know what? I'm going to go with Maurizio. I'm a big believer in Maurizio. I was a big. I was high on him last year, and what I I mean, what I loved about the guy was his his super sub capabilities, which I do not think Tyro Estrada has. Well, he right? can't play center field like Dubon can. For sure. Correct. And 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 maybe you could throw him in the out left field or right field. But, you know, I think Dubon could play a decent outfield in Oracle uh, in any spot. He can also play, uh, you know, second, uh, short and third. Right. I mean, he is um, he's extremely versatile and he can play all of those positions well. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it seems like he gets the yips and, and I think, um, he really has a hard time when he is going to transition the ball from his glove hand to his throwing hand. Yeah. The, at the pivot at second base. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He problems and that. he drops, he drops the ball a lot there. Um, which, you know, for somebody who, who is supposed to be a super sub and, and is supposed to be, you know, it's probably a little bit of a lighter bat. You can't have that. He right. can't have that. But and that I think was really where his, you know, I kind of think he's his... made improvements on that. Right. Because that's something that feels like you can improve. Right. You can improve the exchange from your glove to your to your hand. Absolutely. You can. And I think he just has to concentrate more. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think he has to he has to stay in the moment. We haven't seen him in a while. I'm assuming he's made that. that that's that. Change. I would assume that he has done that, too. And I and I'll say this, too. He looked better at the plate when he came back late last year, even in September. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he seems to be doing very well in the spring as well. And not just, not just making contact, but also hitting for more power. Right. Right. So, so I think, I mean, I think Maurizio Dubon brings a lot of value to the team. He just has to do it more consistently at a higher level. I think it's going to be a real stretch for them to choose him over Tyro Estrada though, just because I think Tyro's power numbers are, are so much more significant. And I think Tyro is borderline their starting second baseman, as I made clear last week and just a few moments ago, I think Tyro Estrada is second is, is second base. Number one mm-hmm. on the San Francisco giants. But I know that they're not going to get rid of La Stella, right? Right. So, like, it, it really—I I think at this point, it—it's—it's it, uh, it's Tyro Estrada's position, and it's—and La Stella's on the bench. 
and and I think it's re- going to be really really difficult for them to let him go, um, unless they really believe or Lestella really demonstrates, you know, because he's got a whole another year after this one on that contract. If they're like, oh yeah, Lestella's got got locked down on second base again, then maybe you could stick with Debon over Estrada, but. I think gotcha. I think Lestella's advantage is he's left-handed, so um, that's where um, it helps him because he gets the majority of the bats against right-handers. So right, right. Uh, so that's that's the only thing. But I and I and maybe Estrada and Dubon can prove they can hit right-handers as well, uh, at least enough to keep them in the lineup. But we haven't seen that yet. So a couple other infielders that I want to mention. So obviously Jason Vossler, super sub, still has like two more options left, if you can believe it or not. The guy's like 27, 28, and he's still got like, you know, two options left. So we will probably see him come up and down, help him, you know, just like we did last year. He's a super Folks, sub. He's, uh, he's not a super sub. I mean, he, where does he, well, else does he play? I mean, he's he's he, the he guy. He plays you third come, base. Yeah, third base, and he plays occasional first, I think. I think those are the... You know, the positions that he could yeah, play. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just a normal corner infielder, bench writer. But, folks, he's also a quintessential uh, replacement player. Yeah. yeah. Quadruple A, they might call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we may or may not see him as much as we did last year. We have a little bit more, more depth. Uh, speaking of depth, so the Giants last week traded for Luke Williams. Uh, who ironically was released by the Phillies to make room for Nick Castellanos, who the who I wanted the Giants to sign. So what do the Giants do? They go out and they they grab they trade for the guy that got DFA'd for a uh, release. I, you may have wanted that, but nobody wanted that more than me. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. That's I didn't mean to minimize your wants and desires for Nick Castellanos. My needs. Your yeah. needs. Uh, and my, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll say, you know, Michael Conforto is still out there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, digress. So uh, so Luke Williams uh, traded, was put on the 40-man roster. He's kind of a wild card. He's actually having a good spring. I have no idea where he's going to end up. He still has three options, so he's probably going to be one of those guys that gets, you know, optioned up and down. Uh, but he can play. Last year with the Phillies, he played every single position except pitcher and catcher. So he's like he's like Farhan Zaidi's wet dream. Like he is like oh god, he dreams of Luke Williams. I think at night. So not surprised that they went out and got him. Is that like a borderline adult rating statement you just made? Am I gonna have to mark this as a uh, as a as an adult only episode now? Um, I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, here's what I'm gonna tell you. What I just did discover. You totally hoodwinked me. I did. Yes, because you think with this, you, you think uh, with Luke this whole Williams Luke is Williams be better guy? than uh, Tyro Estrada and Mauricio Debone? No, he's. But how many options did you say he's got? Three, three. How many options does Mauricio have? None. How many positions does Mister Williams play? Seven. Mauricio, I really liked you. <laughs> um, I I really had high hopes for you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna ship. You're gonna be a San Francisco Giant this in 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 April. But in May, he's playing for like but, the Texas but I, Rangers or something. I yeah, but I just realized my brother tricked me into calling him extra esteemed. <laughs> it's 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 not my fault that you don't pay attention to the waiver wire and the trade, uh, you know, uh, and all that. You know, I'm f- sorry that I have to like. And then and then you engineered this two way choice, and then you decided who got to make the choice, <laughs> and then this this is just this, this, this is a this is a this is a, this is a, this is a I'm getting railroaded here. I'm getting railroaded. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, I am going to call you extra esteemed. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, you know, just the one infielder I want to mention, not even he's a non-roster invitee, but arguably the guy that's having the best spring is Alex Blandino. 
And uh, uh, so I have no idea like what happens after if a non-roster invitee after spring training, does he just get like option to the minors or does he become a free agent? Like, I don't even really know how that works. Like, I guess he's. I guess he signed, he signed a minor league contract, right? I guess he's he just... signed a minor league contract. Typically, what happens when a veteran signs a minor league contract is there a special? Um, yeah, they might um, have an opt out clause or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do, and they they either are at like you know either at when the team makes a decision as to who makes the the the, the forty man roster or the or the twenty six man roster, um, or they're a month later. Right. And so so like, you know, because he might be, you know, there might be a special condition that says if we don't call you up within a certain amount of time after opening day, then you can claim free agency. Right. Uh, that's pretty common. Um, I, I would I would I, right now. I hope that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, the way he's well, playing, I, the way he's hitting the, the ball. There are also those that yeah. just don't have that option. Right. That clause. So they could he yeah. could just have signed a minor league contract is a non roster invaded to major league camp. And then just right. is optioned over to AAA or whatever, you know, to, to start the season. So correct. I mean, that could be that that could be that that, that case as well. I, I hope, I hope he remains under Giants control, regardless, but just the way he's hitting, because it's always nice to have that extra depth there. Agreed. Yeah. And um and uh, and and for sure. So so I you know yeah. I mean I think he and he's he's real hot right now. Who else is real hot? Well, Joey that, Bart. Joey Bart. Which, let's let's segue into the catchers because we got to get keep going here. Mm, obviously, yeah. obviously, Joey Bart and Kirk Casale are the only two catchers that are going to make the roster. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if they have other catchers on the roster. Uh, you know, to be honest, I don't think they have any other okay. catchers on the forty. I think so. Um, I think Maurizio is the emergency. <laughs> that's right. I I think that's true. I think, I think right. Maurizio I think we heard about is a Mike the emergency session last year saying that he was the emergency catcher. He's the emergency catcher. Um, it would obviously if Maurizio left, it would probably be Mr. Luke Williams. Yep. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, the catchers, yes, it's going to be Joey Bart. It's going to be Kirk Casale. We talked a lot about Joey Bart uh, last week and, and we've talked about Casale, I think earlier in, in this. So I, I, there's no surprises there. We, we know that it's Bart and Casale. Right. So that leaves us with the outfield and which is, um, an interesting, uh, mix, uh, for a couple reasons. One is that you've got, uh, well, Steven Duggar is out of options. Uh, and, and so, uh, and then we've got Lamont Wade Jr. starting the season on the injured list, right? Uh, thankfully it doesn't seem like it's a real serious injury. He may be back in a, in a week or two off of, uh, after the season starts, uh, but won't start the season, uh, on the active roster. So we've got, oh, so before I get to that though, so, okay. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, in, in social media and things, people are kind of panicking about the giants. I also see like um, not just social media, but also the writers and the pundits, you know, really talking about how the Giants outfield is a weakness. Yeah. So I, I've we, gotta... we, we love we love the pundits here on Giants, <laughs> Giant Cocktails. Exactly. Right? Yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to put on my my I don't know, anti pundit hat or my pundit hat. Those like are I the wanna... only kind of hats we wear here. Exactly. So... No pundits allowed. So. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a hypothetical outfield. You tell me how this sounds to you, okay? All right, go for it. So outfielder number one, two forty eight average, twenty six home runs, eighty runs batted in. Okay. Out, yeah. Outfield number two, two sixty average, thirty four home runs, ninety nine, mm. ninety nine runs batted in. You just named my four and my five hitters. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so then, outfielder number three, two twenty four average, twenty five home runs. 71's run, 71 runs batted in. 
Ooh, that might be my four, five, and six. Maybe my three, four, and five. If you know, depending on 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 where I am and what. Yeah, no, that's uh, that sounds meaty. All right. I like it. So let I'll me tell it. you who those outfielders are. So outfielder number right. one, two forty eight average, twenty six home runs, eighty RBI, is a combination of Jock Peterson and Austin Slater. If you combine um, their, I will take half of that. <laughs> So if you combine their at-bats from last year and project it over a whole season, which you know they they you know, I did, that's what you would get. A 248 average, 26 home runs, 80 RBIs. That platoon right there. Same thing. So outfielder number two, 260 average, 34 home runs, 99 RBIs. You're starting to talk about MVP caliber talk there with those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That, outside shot. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is that is Darren Ruff and Lamont Wade Jr. combined. Love both those guys. I'm glad. I'm glad you smooshed them together. Exactly. And then the last one is Yaz. So 224 average, 25 home runs, 71 RBIs. People say he had a down year last year, which he okay did. by his standards he did, but he still had a pretty darn good year. I mean, and yeah, exactly. Tw- he had a down year. 25 and, and, and was... 71 RBIs. Yeah, so I'd take that outfield. I think that outfield is one of the best outfielders in the majors. Yeah, that that is one of the best outfields in the majors for sure. I mean, we would all take that all day long. Um, I, I mean, except for the whole Jock Peterson thing. Um, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll come around. The guy's got to hit a lot of home runs. He's got to hit a lot of home runs early. You know, you know what I'm saying. He's got a he's got a lot of bad taste. Uh, okay, so to, you're not a pearls it. guy. I get it. I'm not. I'm not a pearls guy. I'm not a Dodgers guy. Yeah, that's more. You know? it. Yes, I, I think yeah. you know we all. He can wear her pearls all day long if he wants. But yeah, the fact exactly. that he was a Dodger is hard to forget. Uh, exactly. But you know, if, if he hits like that in that one half of a of a platoon, I'll take it. I'll forgive. No, him. I think that's. I think that's amazing. And and again, I think that is what makes the San Francisco Giants strong and 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 that is what we're really going to see this season is whether or not they can repeat that you know one uh, one unit of 26 or even 40 players all working together to create a great baseball team it's not about eight guys who are better than everybody else and and, and you know and then the bench right yeah. It's about 26 or or 40 guys all pulling together to create a great team. And and part of that is you need those platoon numbers to actually play out that well, play out that way. And that is much more likely to happen if the guys in that platoon aren't saying I should be an everyday player. Right. Right. And uh and I think the Giants. I, I mean, I don't think you have any problem with that. I don't think Lamont Wade Jr. or Darren Ruff or Austin Slater feel that way. And I think clearly Jock Peterson wouldn't have signed up with the Giants if he didn't feel that way. Correct. So, and I don't think the Giants would have reached out to him if they if they didn't think he was you know he was a good fit for them. Um, I think you know I I believe in it, right? I believe I believe in the platoon. I believe in this new Giants way. I think the biggest question mark in that group is 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 Yaz, and I'm a Yaz fan, so I'm a believer. This is going to be a bounce back year for him. He is he's going to hit back up around you know 260, 270, if not better than that, and uh, and I think his power numbers will be the same or better. I think this is going to be a another great Yaz year, and uh, and and hopefully he's going to recapture some of the production that we lose. From 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 Buster Posey. 
Still hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know. <laughs> Got a little verklempt so, there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to probably supposed to be gonna a funny me... podcast, Ben. Here you are, like, <laughs> tearing up about. It's going to take me 10 years just we're to get We're running ads and say we're funny, years. and then you're sitting here in tears over Buster Puzzy, Posey. Come on. Come on, man. Uh, hey, listen. Um. Anyway, anyway, I, I, I think, uh, no, I, I think that that outfield really demonstrates what the Giants are all about and what they believe is is the new the new way to to win baseball games and and it, it's about it's about the group it's not about the individual right yeah, yeah. and and it's about matchups and it's about people putting people in the best uh situation to succeed and and then giving them all of the tools and the information that they need to succeed in that moment and then players who buy into that and believe. And yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And I mean, I, I, last, I think that's, you know, yeah, you know, two years. Right. So I think uh, the only, so when we look at our outfield, you've got Yastrzemski, Ruff, Peterson, uh, and then Lamont Way Jr. He'll start the season on the IL and then a combination of Austin Slater, Steven Duggar. Now the only hiccup on that is Steven Duggar is out of options. And so, uh, and and Stephen Duggar, arguably our most uh, our best defensive uh, center fielder or best defensive outfielder. Uh, I don't know if he's even arguably. I think he is the. Uh, he's the, definitely the best. Uh, yeah. And and but you know he struggled to be consistent with the with the bat and uh, and and his the Giants have options now. I mean they've got you know they've got uh, well they've got Heliot Ramos waiting in the ring wings. He obviously won't start the season uh, you know with the twenty on the twenty six man roster, but. You know, I, I think will, he will be he there will, having yeah, another fantastic spring. And if he continues that in AAA, he will force his way onto the 26 man roster. Uh, and, and I don't think it would be a bad thing to join that roster and to be one half of a platoon if you're Heliot Ramos. Right. I mean, it takes some of the pressure off of coming up and being a rookie. Uh, so I, I could see him. You know, being uh, you know him and uh, you know, and who I don't know, like a, you know, even maybe your Stremsky. If Stremsky is struggling against uh, against uh, left-handers, you know, the Ramos could be the other side of a platoon there, maybe. So, so I, so uh, yeah, the outfield will be different. I think Jalen Davis is the odd man out now. I think you know he, uh, if they have to make a move to the forty man on the forty man, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Davis is one of the the casualties of that. Uh, the other at bat, you were talking about who's hot, who else is hot. Uh, Luis Gonzalez, who's a non-roster invitee, they, they brought him over from the White Sox last year, and then they released him, and then they re-signed him, and he's hot this spring, and uh, I've got to believe the Giants want to find a way to keep him. And so, in my mind, you know, he's proven that he's probably uh, moved beyond Jalen Davis, and maybe there'd be a swap there if that if that's the that needs to happen. I mean, I think they claimed him after he was put on waivers so he could have shoulder surgery. If I'm not oh, mistaken, right. yeah, you might be right. And That's I thought right. it was the Mariners that did that to him, but but maybe it was the White Sox. Um, so clearly, the Giants feel think highly of him. They 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 wasted it. They 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 not wasted. They used a 40 man roster spot on him last year that they had to get him in their organization. Now to get him off of the 40 man roster, some maneuvering had to happen. So and that means I think they they had to convince him to sign with them after that. Yeah. Right. Um, and the fact that he did, I think, is is a great sign. And so uh, it, it means he's bought into what the Giants are doing. And I think he will make an appearance this year. I I think uh, I think Elliot Ramos is going to make an appearance, probably just because of injury. 
right? Quite right. frankly, yeah. you know, I, I think it's it's injury is going to allow some of these guys to play. And, you know, I mean, Luis Gonzalez is exactly the kind of guy that could be the next the next Lamont Wade Jr. Agreed. Yeah. And and I think that just uh, that just speaks to the, the Giants philosophy of adding, you know, really a lot of depth, you know, that you never have enough. And uh, and they're finding guys that are kind of I think they have this kind of crystal ball when it comes to the how guys can perform in their system and uh, seem to hit, no pun intended, more home runs than striking out on these guys. So, um, right. Yeah. And okay. he did come from the White Sox. And I will admit that the pun was intended there. Sorry. That, yeah. <laughs> the right. pun was intended. He did come from the White Sox. <sighs> Thank you. I knew I knew that. <laughs> All right. Well, so we've gone over. All the different groups here, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's you know, in some ways, it's clear. I think who will be on the team. I think you know, the others. Uh, I think the real question is, you know, what happens May second, uh, because I think the guys yeah. that are on the bubble right now are going to make it because you've got a couple more spots. Guys like Slater and Duggar, guys like Debone and Estrada, uh, maybe even a Luke Williams will find his way onto the twenty-eight man roster to start the the season. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, there's there's who knows. But I think that uh, uh, this next this next month, I think who starts on the roster starting on Friday uh, won't be the same group of guys that are on the roster May 2nd, clearly because you're going to lose two players. Uh, but even I think there'll be some considerable changes. No, you're- you're going to have year. a lot of you're going to have a lot of roster movement. You're going to have it's going to be the same thing that we saw last year as much as the Giants can make it happen. And, uh, you know, I, I think we should expect more of the same, which is a good thing, because I think that's what provide the giant provided the Giants a lot of their their depth and allowed them to to um, to do what they did last year, uh, you know, and surprise everybody. So I think we should expect more of the same. I, I think it, it is. You know, it's, it is a mystery, but I think some of it, you know, it, it, it's not a mystery. And, and here's the other thing. I think one thing that will not change between this team from last year and this year, Matthew, and I, and I know this is not you're not going to like this. Oh. But the best guys, the guys that we all envision as being the team. They're never going to be all healthy at the same time. Okay, it is never going to happen. Well, it's funny you say that because last week we released our episode and one of our like caveats or one of our issues was that they had to be healthy, right? That there was going to health was one of the things that we brought right. up. And then as soon as we hit publish on that thing, they announced that Longoria is out, that Lamont Wade Jr. is out. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. dang it, I hate it when we're right. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, folks. They're never going to be healthy. They're never going to be healthy. And that's why building a team like this matters so much. Yeah. That's why all of these extra people matter. That's why we're talking about names that most people don't even think about. Because these guys are going to show up. They are going to have an impact. And some of them uh, are going to have to break through if the Giants are going to be successful. And I think the, you know, I think the front office knows that. And I think... I think Gabe Kapler and his coaching staff knows that, and I think the players know that. Everybody on this in this organization knows that if you're on the 40 man roster, or even on you know the 40 man roster plus, right, one of these guys hanging around the edges, the chances that you're going to make a you have the opportunity to make a significant impact on this team is almost 100. percent 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 that's why these things matter. And 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 I think that's why, you know, it, it matters that we get really good quality people like like Luke Williams, like Luis Gonzalez Jr. And why when we look at people like Elliot Ramos and say, like, you know, he's a shoe in. He's going to make an he's gonna make his debut this year, and he's probably it's probably not going to be just a few at bats. Right. And and yeah, so I think that that's uh a good point and and maybe a place where we can can wrap this up i think that the the giants uh their ability to find uh people to fill in when when players are injured uh is second to none and and i think the giants ability to you know find those guys that buy into their system and continue to play well uh when we need them is is the reason they are i mean you know we don't yeah, we. You know, one of the things that's interesting is that we led the National League in home runs. The Giants led the National League in home runs last year. They were second in the major leagues behind the Toronto Blue Jays. They didn't. They didn't have one guy that hit over thirty home runs, right? And so, uh, I think you know, Belt was close, but uh, he didn't hit thirty home runs. And so, it was uh, a, the group. And and you know, you think about we lost Buster Posey in his eighteen home runs, right? We lost Chris Bryant in his what six home runs when he was a Giant. Right? Uh, Did he hit that many? I, I'm, I'm being that. generous. Maybe I, I th- it, he didn't hit more than that. I will say that. And so, uh, so I think that that's um, you know. So, are we really going to regress that much offensively? I I don't think so. I think that there, you know, Joey Bart. You know, even though he hasn't hit a major league home run, we talked about this last week. I think you know will show some power, and uh, and then you've got this pitching staff that is probably going to prevent runs at, at a rate that will you know make up that thing. So. Yep. So, well, that said, I think it's time to wrap this up. Wait, I need to make an apology. Oh, Chris, you you hit seven. Oh, you hit seven, seven Homer. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, my bad. Six, seven. Okay. Whatever. It wasn't enough, Chris. Okay. Go now. Wow. Go to Rock. Yeah, go no, to Colorado yeah. and like flex yeah. that seven home run power, dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, we only won 107 games and the NL West. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I'm just bitter that he didn't resign. Uh, well, actually, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just I'm not bitter, bitter that he's not. Yeah. I'm just not bitter that he's not Craig Kimbrell. Um, Who will get to face uh, as the closer of the Dodgers now? So that's <laughs> you don't like Craig Kimball? I mean, what has he done to you, man? Dodger. Well, okay, that too. Yes, okay, that's all you need. That's enough said. All right. Well, it is a little bit. It is a lot past the hour now, so I think we need to wrap this up. Uh, you know, it's been fun going through all the, the the players. I think we've. I'm I'm feeling good after this. I'm actually feeling pretty optimistic about the Giants, and and uh, I feel like you know, yeah, I'm glad we're you know, people are sleeping on the Giants again this year. I think we're going to mm-hmm. kick some ass this year. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I'm not worried about them Padres or the Dodgers, but we'll talk about them on Wednesday. We will or thir- we will. Thursday to you all. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I guess we are. All right. We're because well, we're we're doing all predictions. That's right. We're prediction. Like, we're doing prediction Thursday next year, next week, and uh, yeah, last and year gonna... we or last year we had some crazy predictions that uh, mm-hmm. some came true and some did not, and uh, so we're we're gonna try and uh, better that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the two of you who listen to this uh, podcast back then. Hi, mom. Um, the two of you who listened to this podcast last year remember how that went. I'm gonna relive that. We're doing that again. All right, all right. We're doing that again. Yeah. Well, Ben, it's been fun. Hey, listeners, if uh, you know, we've actually got a lot of new listeners this week because we we actually Ben actually emptied his wallet and we did some advertising on the 49ers Rush podcast. And so, if you're joining us from there, come join us on yeah. Twitter as well. Giant Cock- at Giant Cocktails on both Twitter and Instagram. So, come give us a follow and, and engage with us there. You can also follow Ben on Twitter at, at Watch Ben Fail, and you can also In- follow. 
Indeed. Uh, and an Instagram as well. Uh, watch Ben fail is always fun. Uh, so uh, with that said, uh, Ben, it was good talking with you. We'll see you just in a few days on uh, on Thursday. All right. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs>